Hey. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Whatever you're doing, you need to take it and rip it up and throw it out. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What did I tell you coming back from the combine of my top rumors? I'm telling you I heard that Philip Rivers was in the mix. And Kyle Shanahan, he confirmed it. He was prepared to. Today's guests. From NBC Sports Bay Area, Matt Mayoko, former Stanford head coach David Shaw, Packers running back Aaron Jones, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live in Los Angeles, California on the Roku channel. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate live on Sirius XM, Odyssey, and so much more. We say hello to our podcast listeners. Click on our podcast uh, RSS feed, if you don't mind, all three hours every single day. Check us out uh, on our YouTube page, Twitter, Instagram, part Twitter, Instagram. I got that right. Uh, Facebook, you. TikTok for the kids, for the fellow youths out there. Uh, we're, we're everywhere. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. That's another reason why we love doing this every single day. We love talking with you, not at you. We talk with you here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you, Rich, sir? I'm great. What's happening? DJ Mikey D is in these nuts. Good, Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Good morning. TJ Jefferson. Is that candle lit already or what? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, you no. Know how we do. The Rich, answer the is yes. Is always Fantastic. We've got a preseason week of football in the books. Hey. Everybody's played a preseason football game. Yes, indeed. And Fortunately, fortunately, there have been through one week of professional football preseason action, no major names significantly injured. Nobody significantly injured in the National Football League that is going to alter some team's ability to win the Super Bowl. And I say that with all due respect to players who might not be at the top of your fantasy football depth charts that did get injured. That is the ultimate aspect about this playing season is that something, somebody's fortunes have been altered. And unfortunately, though, for the running backs that are sitting at home, and man, have we talked about this for months, certainly on this program, about the running back market and how... Running backs got franchise tagged. And one in particular has still not signed his tender, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, who got an outstanding performance in the final preseason game of the weekend from Aiden O'Connell, the Purdue Boilermaker quarterback, who kind of put the scare in my Wolverines for a brief bit during the Big Ten championship game. That offense certainly... Uh, with Aiden O'Connell was humming and Josh Jacobs wasn't there and nobody got hurt every running back that's sitting at home Dalvin Cook Ezekiel Elliott Kareem Hunt who's knocked on a few doors Leonard Fournette Josh Jacobs certainly in the case of the first four I've mentioned nobody got hurt leading them to potentially sign somewhere as the savior and what I mean by that also 
is that they would be able to swoop in and get something close to their asking price that none of the teams that previously employed them wanted to pay them anymore. Now what? Wait one more preseason week? Because I'll tell you what, each team, as they continue to run preseason football and practices and scrimmages and seven-on-sevens and living with one another and bonding with one another, with each passing day that they get through four quarters of football, they might not be as interested in signing somebody new. And again, I know this is not going to be his forte. How did Deuce Vaughn look for the Dallas Cowboys this weekend? Not too bad. Eight rushes, 50 yards. Not too shabby. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And again, I know, what was the phrase that you heard from a highly respected talent evaluator when you were like, hey, Malik Cunningham, he might be pretty damn good. Yeah, it was. What was uh, the phrase that pays on that one, uh, Chris? He's playing against bartenders and truck drivers. <laughs> so. It's Bartenders and truck drivers. I get it. I understand that that's the way it's going to look. Yeah, yeah. Both very upstanding professions, by the way. Of course. Of course. Of course. But, I mean, the Jets got almost five yards per carry from Israel Abanaconda. I don't know who that is. God bless you. No, oh, I, uh, but he's a guy right there. He's a kid that the New York Jets drafted this year. Let me get the exact. He, he was a, a fifth round pick out of Pitt. Yeah. You know any good running backs that come from that program? Oh, huh, yeah, there's been a a two or three, Again, you know, five. so so why would the Jets with Zonovan Knight as well, mm. who they drafted last year, a uh, a kid out of NC State? They like him. Why why go and pay Dalvin Cook millions of dollars? Now you know how I've been caping for the running backs here. You've been. I think I'm the lead caper. Staring the ship. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Let me take off my glasses so you don't think I'm Clark Kent for that. (laughs) Seriously, I have been caping. Okay? By the way, radio audience, I took off my glasses. I was wearing them. (laughs) But this is the way it's working right now. Josh Jacobs needs to stop screwing around. Get to the facility, sign his franchise tender, lock get, in the 10.1, and get money. back to work. Get that money, man. Because the price goes down every single day. Well, it's not the price goes down because that tender's still there for him as long as it's still on the table. And you know Mike Florio, Pro Football yeah. Talks, come on this show for weeks saying, what if the Raiders pull that tender off the table, which they can do, and say, hey, Josh, you're not finding 10.1 anywhere yeah else anywhere else and they beat the 49ers yesterday now we'll talk about what happened with the 49ers quarterback group with Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area in a moment because I was focused on that but 34 to 7 was the final score in that one and they walked off that field going, we just pounded the 49ers in our home place, and I get it, who didn't start. Yeah, nobody I'm, But I'm talking about the way the reality works. The reality works of coaches coach only those who are here. You hear it all the time. They know in the back of their head, of course Josh Jacobs makes them a better team. 
Of course he's important to every single man in that locker room. Of course every single man in that locker room loves this guy. There's a reason why Max Crosby was reportedly sitting in the same car with Josh Jacobs the day that the franchise tag deadline hit and that he was ready to get either hit the facility with Max or not. And so they know that, but they also come off the field going, hey, we just won a game convincingly. We're feeling really good about ourselves. How do you think the Raiders feel heading into their facility today? Great. How do you think Josh McDaniels feels today? Great. Do you think any of them are there going, well, they didn't have Purdy. Well, they didn't have Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. Bosa. Yeah, they didn't have any of those guys. Do you think any of them are sitting there? No. Their guys were on the field. Our guys were on the field. We didn't have Jimmy G. We didn't have Devontae Adams. We didn't have Max Crosby. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. Their guys beat the other guys. And they're now moving on to the next. And then guess what? In less than a month, they take the field against the Denver Broncos, who, by the way, do you think they would like to be walking into their facility today the way the Raiders are? How things went for them in Arizona, losing basically in a walk-off fashion? Having Russell Wilson struggle for a while and then find Jerry Judy for a touchdown, but he, you know, the defender fell down. And they're talking about, you know, Russ, God bless him after the game's talking about how Judy juked him out. Eh. And that's why he was on his butt. Eh. <laughs> that's the way preseason football works, people. And we are fans going, well, that's garbage. Well, that, they look great. And now we're on a Monday and we will overreact in the middle of this program as we always do on a Monday. I'm just talking about the way teams evaluate and what the evaluation right now in New York, potentially New England, you know, potentially New England, any spot, Dallas, where we're thinking, well, Zeke will just re-sign there with 10 days to go and 21 will have the star on the side of his helmet again and off we go. Well, Kareem Hunt's definitely going to find a spot. Leonard Fournette's definitely going to find a spot. Well, absolutely, you know. Dalvin Cook's going to find a spot. I mean, each week that these guys get through a preseason week without a significant injury, they're they're just going to go with the guys they have at a significant rate. And we'll see, because right now, you know a lot of these guys, the running backs, are just waiting. Well, we're through one preseason week and... Keep waiting. Keep waiting. (laughs) Because someone is going to get hurt, obviously, right? I mean, a hamstring is going to I don't know. Get tweaked. I hope not. Someone's First, by the way, and, I, and, it, and it, it just stinks, happens. By the way, it stinks that these running backs are in a position of waiting. Yeah. Part of the reason why they're waiting is because they want to get their best possible maximum leverage if a team does emerge healthy but doesn't perform well. They might, they might get a little antsy. Let's get this guy in. But it's terrible that part of them is just like, well, an injury will open a door for me. And it's their colleagues that do that. But it's the way of the National Football League. One other situation I want to talk about. The Indianapolis Colts, and they started Anthony Richardson, who did the rookie thing of just sidearm winging one when he was in trouble. 
Threw it right to a Buffalo Bill. It's going to be good and a whole lot of bad. And did you see who scored on the uh, the short field? James Cook, who just was ran in untouched. And by the way, as a Michigan Wolverine fan, I've seen that before. <laughs> so again, um, no, it's preseason football. But if they can just hand the ball to James Cook on say the eight yard line, ten yard line, and he takes it in from there. Do you know what that's going to mean for Josh Allen? Ooh. Do you know what's going to mean for Josh Allen if they can do that and Stephon Diggs is there and Gabe Davis is there and Cook's running out of a two tight end set? One of them is Dawson Knox and the other one's Dalton Kincaid. Do you know what Josh Allen can do with that? A lot. Turn it over oh, in the red yeah. zone. Uh, no, I, 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 I know. I know. Well, well done. Turn it over <laughs> in the red zone. Because that was his problem last year. I'm, this thing I'm, 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 I'm half. I'm, I've got my glass half full. But the reason why I bring up the Colts here is Anthony Richardson, just like Bryce Young. Welcome to the National Football League. We saw C.J. Stroud seeing ghosts, as always happens when a young player takes on Bill Belichick. Those guys are going to throw a lot of picks. It's going to happen. Well, again, one week preseason football. I have to keep saying that. But Jonathan Taylor is not there, and Shane Steichen, the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, said they expect him back this week. (laughs) You want to talk about a self-inflicted wound here, man. And it is tough to sit here and think, one week preseason football, is he hurt or not? Okay? He's He's physically unable to perform... It's usually, you know, I'll tell you what, it sure looks like he's physically unwilling to perform right here. That's the pup list he's on. He's on the physically unwilling to perform, not unable, unwilling to perform. Because they are physically unwilling to pay. That's another pup. <laughs> Culture on the physically unwilling to pay list. And Jonathan Taylor is on the physically unwilling to perform list and you got this studly quarterback and the new coach who's got to answer questions in his first training camp why isn't your star running back here oh he's coming back when is he you get Shane Steichen's quote here quote do I know the exact date he'll be back no but he should be back should I don't mean to laugh because I really <laughs> I adore this organization and and the GM and the coach I mean the the coach I don't know the owner has always been so generous whenever I knock on his door for charity or anything like that but he should be back this week and I'll tell you what he's going to continue to do I would think oh mom mom <laughs> oh, yeah. well it feels full Al Chervik. <laughs> full Rodney Dr. Beeper he's going full uh, I mean uh, what else now again you're going to be talking about a young quarterback who needs everything around him he needs this kid in practice okay he needs him there he needs Jonathan Taylor in practice he needs him there the team needs him there you're taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars to start the season by the way, do you know who's visiting Jacksonville Jaguars today? Apparently, Jadevian Clowney. Okay, let's go. <laughs> They're all going to get just jamming more on that front seven. 
So you look at their box score, six carries, 35 yards out of Deion Jackson. The other runners, the other people who ran the football, Kenyon Drake. Drake? Love the Drake. Five carries, 10 yards. Anthony Richardson, two carries, seven yards. Sam Ellinger, Jason Huntley, Jake Funk. Oh, who former, needs the funk? Former Ram. <laughs> we we got, got the funk. funk. They've got the funk. Gotta have that funk. Evan Hall, Deion Jackson. Come on now. But that's the state of things. One week into preseason, Jonathan Taylor should be back. Don't know when. Physically unwilling to perform. Colts apparently still physically unwilling to pay. <laughs> and the rest of the running backs who are looking for work are SOL if they were looking for an injury in preseason week one. Situationally out of luck? Situationally out of luck. Well done, sir. First guest up, Matt Mayoko of Bay Area, of the NBC Bay Area Sportsnet. And guess what? Trey Lance started. Sam Darnold started the second half. Trey Lance threw a touchdown pass, was lucky it wasn't intercepted in the end zone, but he was really good in that drive, that one drive. The rest, first three drives were three and outs with three sacks. That's more on the line, I think. Well, I mean, honestly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think you're blaming him for those sacks? No, no, no. There, there were some where it was impossible. I was watching it as well. It just, again, and you know I love Lance, and I know 49er fans think that I'm – you know, suddenly anti-Lance when all we've bought, all, all I was telling you is that they're going to take him. They were great to take him. They were smart to take him. He's had nothing but lack of opportunities due to the football gods injuring him. And then we had him as our first guest at the Super Bowl and sent everything that he said that was positive and inspiring far and wide. But Sam Darnold looks like a guy who's had more experience. It's that simple. He looks more comfortable. But we'll see how the uh, Niners are evaluating all of this and what's going on with them. David Shaw, former Stanford coach, now with the NFL Network and NFL Media Group. We'll chat with him. He kept his eye on the preseason action all weekend long. Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. He played a, a little bit. Jordan Love looked pretty darn sharp against the Cincinnati Bengals, who were raving about the quarterback in their scrimmages all week long. He's an hour three, overreaction Monday. My top five standout performances of preseason week number one, and you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're zeroing in on what's going on with the 49ers with NBC Sports Bay Area's Matt Mayoko next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the program, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. you watch your Cowboys against uh, Jaguars if you got a shot or no? This uh, weekend? No, I didn't have a chance to. I was out of town. Deuce Vaughn looked really good. I saw the highlights. He's going to be tough to, to tackle. There's more on that later. Okay. <laughs> That's an overreaction? I just, said, I just said there was more. Uh, uh, well, I mean, what else do you have? over there other than that. I mean, you guys could tune in like an hour. That's when we're planning on doing Overreaction Monday. I mean, you said it, not me. Okay. All right. He looked pretty good. I saw. I saw the highlights. You know who looked pretty good, too, for a couple of hot minutes was DeAndre Swift. Mm -hmm. You know what, man? I believe that. The Georgia Eagles are really going to be good. (laughs) Right? Georgia Eagles are going to be really good. I'm, I'm going to lock that away for uh, Friday. What? The Georgia Eagles for... No, nothing, for nothing, nothing. For what's more likely? Nothing. nothing. DeAndre Swift put uh, put somebody in the spin cycle. Swift. I mean, they picked him up for, I think, a fifth. And if he doesn't sign with the team after this year, they'll get a third. They might actually get a year of DeAndre Swift out of him and improve their draft choice out of it, too. <laughs> Yo, how are they doing this stuff? Eagles are cheating. They are not. <laughs> they are actually using the rules to their advantage, which I think you would know all about yeah. over See, there, right, Chris? You're, 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 you root for the, the mother of all loophole teams. Pushing it to the limit. That I drive. Think, that drive I take offense to that. They drive Minutemen trucks through it. Shoot holes through it with their muskets behind uh, behind the end zone. Six trophies, people. Understood. Well, the Eagles have two. 
One. 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 Come on, bro. 844 <laughs> inch Stop number it. to dial. I'm high on the Georgia Bulldog Eagles. What can I tell you? Welcome I back to the Rich Eisen Show down. Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This has got a Bay Area feel to this whole thing. David Shaw, formerly of Stanford Football, now of NFL Network and NFL Media Group, will join us top of the next hour to discuss everything going on in preseason football including what we're about to dive in deeply right now with nbc sports bay area 49ers insider matt mayoko here on the rich eisen show how you doing matt i'm doing great rich thanks for having me on your show yeah i appreciate you coming on uh because uh boy boy am i hearing it from niner fans all over the place that i'm not plugged in i'm not there every day i don't know what i'm talking about uh from my seat here so i figured you know what let me get somebody who has got an absolutely unbesmirchable resume on this front. And you are that, Matt. You are, you are that, Matt. Oh, that person wasn't available, so you called me in. No, no, no. I, because I, I think I know some things. You know, I've been around the block a few times of this National Football League. But I want to just ask you where the depth chart in your estimation for the 49ers quarterback front now stands one preseason week into 2023. Well, the, the one thing that is no questions asked, 100% Brock Purdy is number one. Mm-hmm. That's based on the way he played last season. Uh, eight games where he played some really good football. The 49ers did not lose, including two playoff games. So, you know, that gives him the edge. And, and at the end of the season, all of his teammates were fully on board with Brock Purdy. So, Brock Purdy, when he was cleared for the first day of training camp, that guaranteed it right there, that he would be the starter. As long as there were no setbacks with the elbow, he'd be the starter week one when the 49ers go play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then I would say for most of training camp, you know, the offseason training camp, the number two has been kind of a too-close-to-call race uh, with uh, Trey Lance, whom the 49ers selected with the number three overall pick in 2021, traded up to get him, obviously. And then Sam Darnold, who was also a number three overall pick. And, I, I, you know, based on just the eye test and how things looked on Sunday when the 49ers played the Las Vegas Raiders, I, I don't think it's a huge stretch to say that Sam Darnold is probably now the, the favorite to be the, the number two. That, you know, Trey Lance just, I, I think when you look at those two quarterbacks, both you know, very talented guys. You know, there's one major difference, and the difference being that Sam Darnold has 55 NFL regular yeah. season starts. And granted, it's a mixed bag, and probably, you know, is bad experience good experience? Well, uh, I think when you just watched him perform on Sunday, you could see the experience more than with Trey Lance, who only has four NFL starts, and, and one of those starts. He got injured early in the first quarter, and he was out for the for the season. That was last year when he started the season as the as the 49ers number one, and then Jimmy Garoppolo came in, and then later Brock Purdy. So I think the the, the number one thing just working against Trey Lance is he's 23 years old, and he simply has not played a lot of football since his final high school season at Marshall High in Minnesota. Because remember. He was only a one-year starter at North Dakota State, mm-hmm. so he just, you know, he, he, yesterday was rough. You know, he he held the ball too long. Um, you know, he started off really slow. 
but he needs that experience because it's he's trying to make up for a lot of lost ground. Well, I mean, and to the benefit for him as well as you know the 49ers is the first half they had a lot of possessions as opposed to the second half, the third quarter. You know, a, a turnover occurred after Donald's first set of snaps in the in the second half, but you could definitely just see the difference between Darnold's comfort level and his command and his um, just general uh, abilities on a football field compared to Lance, which definitely looked shaky. It looked uh, a little bit uh, tenuous and tentative. He was on his back quite a bit as well. I, I understand that. And you look at Darnold, you got to sit here and think, you know, as you pointed out in his 55 starts, you know, mixed bag, you know, part of that mixed bag was Adam Gase in New York after the coach that drafted him got fired. And then he goes to Matt Rule, who then, you know, um, gets fired, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, at injuries and whatnot. So he's got to be sitting there, you know, in a Kyle Shanahan world going, ah, okay, so the sun can shine in the National Football League. And I, I just yeah. get the sense that just watching him carry himself, just even for a, a half or a quarter yesterday, I got that sense watching that. And that's going to be yeah. tough for Lance to overcome, I feel, Matt. Yeah, there's there's no question. You know, Rich, I, I created a little bit of an uproar here in the Bay Area in the offseason when I made the comment that uh, Sam Darnold is about as, you know, uh, you know, might be about the most talented thrower of the football the 49ers have ever had and uh you know people like kind of read that like hold it you're saying he's the best quarterback mm. and like no he physically he, he can throw the football and he's shown that but you know it, it, the physical ability um you know he, he's not lacking for that but it's the other things why he hasn't been successful and you you mentioned some of them and i would even go you know the coaching has been one of them the lack of stability wherever he's been and then also you know not a great supporting cast anywhere he's been so a lot of it falls on him um you know he hasn't played well but he really hasn't had a, an opportunity to play well either and so coming to Kyle Shanahan system where you know this staff is is in place there's there's stability here um, it's a different offensive system. It's a very friendly quarterback system. It's also uh, a very friendly for the quarterbacks because all he has to do is look around and see, oh, there's George Kittle. There's Christian McCaffrey behind me. There's uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk on the outside. Um, there's Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, they have tremendous offensive weapons and so you know the quarterback doesn't have to be a world beater where hey you know guys jump aboard i'm going to carry it to victory he has to be a point guard he has to be a facilitator and so i think that's where uh sam darnold comes in where there's not the pressure of the world on the quarterback here because there are so many other uh, factors working to the advantage of the quarterback he just has to see the field in the way that Kyle Shanahan wants him to see the field, make the right decisions, be decisive, get rid of the football, be accurate, be on time. And that's that was an area in the game yesterday where, where Trey Lance struggled and Sam Darnold looked pretty good. A very, you know, very brief playing time for Sam Darnold, but 
you know, it, you could see uh, the, the physical talent, and you could just see that um, he had a, a calm about him that, that maybe Jets fans and, and Panthers fans didn't see nearly as often as they would have liked. Well, I'm rooting for all of them, to be quite honest with you. You know, um, and <laughs> Purdy's going to win this thing. Um, so the question is, he is has won it. he's he won it. Already has won it's it. so, so then I guess here, here are some follow-up questions. Matt Miyoko of NBC sports Bay area here on the rich Eisen show. Um, how, how is it looking in practice with all three of them? What are you seeing from these guys? Well, ups and downs. I, I think with Purdy, you know, he didn't play at all in the off season. In fact, I mean, it was a surprise to some people that he was as far along when training camp started. So, you know, the, the last practice against the Raiders, he, the Raiders got their hands on a lot of footballs. Uh, but the encouraging thing for him is that uh, he did make some throws down the field, 20, 25 yards outside the numbers. So there just doesn't seem to be any wavering about where he is mm-hmm. and just kind of going through the process and, and knocking the rust off and getting the timing back with his receivers, it just doesn't seem like there's much concern at all about where he is. Uh, it, it, you know, For all three guys, it hasn't always been pretty on the practice field. It, it rarely is during training camp. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, if you're, if you're just doing the eyeball test, and you're out there just watching each of these guys throw the football around. I mean, Sam Darnold is a guy that, that looks, <laughs> he looks physically uh, like an NFL quarterback should, but, what Brock Purdy has is a the success in the system, uh, the confidence of the coaching staff and the players around him, and then these just kind of unique skills that you can't measure. I mean, it's the reason he he was the final pick in the, the 2022 draft because you watch him throw at the combine, you watch him do all these other things, and it's not exactly eye popping. But then when you just see him under pressure, the poise, uh, the decision making. Uh, the accuracy. So he, he brings just so many variables to the equation. And, you know, the, the a number one thing, the one thing you can measure if you're the 49ers is the number of victories when he was out there on the field. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's his job. And then I would say, you know, for most of training camp, been three weeks now, uh, Darnold and, and Trey Lance have had their days when uh, they look good. They look not so good. Um, the, but I'd say, by and large, players have to be very happy with their their quarterback situation. They were, they were burned last year. Oh yeah, uh, you know they had three quarterbacks that they really liked to go into the season with Trey Lance as a starter. They knew there would be some rough patches, so they thought that he would emerge at the end of the season a much better player than at the beginning of the season. Well, he never got that opportunity because of the injury, and then of course Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. He kind of steadies the ship a little bit, and they start winning some football games. And then Brock Purdy, when he stepped in there, of course, Christian McCaffrey was also with the team at that time, but that offense really took off. So, so they feel good about their quarterback situation and yeah. the competition for the number two. So the question I have then is, is Lance going to get some time with the ones in a game in the preseason? I mean, Denver's coming in, and uh, this is the final rubber-meets-the-road preseason game. Um, do we see Purdy at all? Um, I know I'm asking multiple questions here, but it is yeah. how, how is this all going to work in a second preseason game? Because if Lance needs time and he needs reps, and the ones might need some time, do you give it? Do you give it to Lance in a preseason game? 
does Purdy go a little bit? Because you don't really want to throw him against Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, right? In week one, having not played since the NFC Championship game, right? So I'll just throw that out to you here. What do you think? Yeah, I think that you know the bigger priority is just make sure everybody reaches the starting line healthy. And I, I don't know that they believe that Brock Purdy needs that playing time. I mean, look at it this way. I mean, he, he's been practicing two days on, one day off. And I think he, he might go start going every day now, maybe this week. Uh, but he already has probably twice the number of practice snaps in this training camp than he did all of last year when he was the number three behind uh, Trey Lance and Nate Sudfeld. I mean, mm-hmm. he just got scraps on the practice field. And then later, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, took the pay cut and remained with the team. But every time that Brock Purdy has been on the field in training camp, it's been with the number ones. And on those practices where he's not out there practicing, then it's been Sam Darnold and Trey Lance splitting, splitting reps with the number one offensive line and receivers. So I don't know exactly what how they plan to, to work this. Uh, I don't know if they want uh, Brock Purdy to, to be subjected to any unfriendly defensive linemen here before the start of the regular season. What is today? Today is August 14th. Yes, sir. The season starts September 10th. So they very well might just say, hey, let's – Give this guy one more month of of work or three weeks, whatever it is, to to work and, and get the arm strength up and get his velocity uh, up to where it was, uh, and then you know turn him loose for the first week of the regular season. So I, I really don't know um, what they plan to do, but Richard wouldn't surprise me at all if the next time you see him, Brock Purdy, that is lined up against team in a different color uniform, it is that week one game at Pittsburgh. So a few, uh, I've got a, a what if, and then two more quick hitters for you before I send you on to your Monday, Matt Miyoko. The what sure. if, if you know you know how NFL teams are, they read tea leaves, they hear that they, they hear people talking, and, and if it's going to be Purdy and then Darnold, um, and I know the Niners um, are, are, are proof positive that you need more than three quarterbacks <laughs> to win a Super Bowl sometimes. <laughs> Are teams knocking on John Lynch's door for Lance potentially to get to get him in a system for an entire 2023 year and and look towards the future? Is that is that happening? And would the Niners be interested in that by the end of the summer? Uh, to, to my knowledge, that hasn't happened yet. And uh, you know, will it happen? I don't know. I think he has to put better stuff on film than he did on Sunday for any team. Uh, to be making those phone calls. I'm sure there were a lot of teams back in 2021 that really liked Trey Lance and had him rated, you know, whatever, wherever it was, somewhere in the first round. Oh, yeah. And maybe some of those teams still need a quarterback. So I guess the, the big question is, if Sam Darnold wins the number two job, you know, do you keep – well, there's there's two factors here. Will a team reach out to the 49ers to get Trey Lance because he would then be the number three guy and a guy who'd be suited up on game days but only available to play if there are two injuries uh, to the other two quarterbacks? Then for the 49ers, you know, what, what's the price then? You know, what, what's, do you part ways with him? I mean, I guess it all depends on what a team's willing to offer um, for Trey Lance. But uh, I would say if you're the 49ers and some team comes calling – about your number three quarterback, if that's the way it shakes out, they have to listen 
and they have to like figure out okay what is it we're we're willing to um, to get in return for him. Uh, you know the thing about Trey Lance is honestly I've never heard a bad word about him inside the organization. Good not people. about his work ethic. Good not people. about uh, his football smarts. Not about anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like the Forty ers have soured on Trey Lance. It's just that. They don't know. They have no idea how he's going to perform or how he would perform with an extended run at quarterback. And frankly, we may never find out because if Brock Purdy stays healthy, if he plays up to what he played at last year, neither Sam Darnold nor Trey Lance is going to get on the field. Uh, Here are my quick hitters for you, Matt Mayoko. Nick Bosa, where do things stand? On that, how is it playing uh, out? Still, still in a contract impasse. 49ers are confident that they can get him in in the next week or ten days. Okay, and so what's the holdup here? He's asking for too much, or we're we're uh, we're in well, the T crossing, yeah, I dotting portion of this. What do you got? What do you think? My guess would be that what what Nick Bosa's side wants would be to make him the highest paid non quarterback in the NFL whereas the 49ers might push back a little bit on that or maybe a lot on that and say, well, the Aaron Donald contract is kind of apples and oranges. So you know, maybe the T.J. Watt contract of $28 million a year is more in line. You know, A bump up from that is more in line than the $31.6 million that Aaron Donald is making because that was kind of tacked on for a couple of years uh, you're talking Aaron Donald, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Rams are just coming off a Super Bowl win as well. So uh, to me, that would kind of be uh, the holdup there, just which comp are you using? Are you using uh, T.J. Watt or are you using Aaron Donald? And it's interesting that the Niners would have the ability to pay Bosa, you know, um, because – they're going to be starting a kid with three more years left on a seventh round final pick of the draft contract, right? And I'm sure Bose exactly. is pushing the same thing, saying, "Hey, you pay my guy. You're like you're you're starting somebody who's got the final pick of the draft contract for three more years." Yeah, you know where the 49ers have an advantage right now is that they're basically not paying their quarterback, right? Uh, and they they have him. On this really, you know, relatively speaking, cheap deal, not only for this season but for next. next season as well. Right, and then only after three years can they are the sides are even allowed to renegotiate a contract. So, whereas every other top team in the NFL is paying their quarterback what forty million plus per year, the 49ers don't have anything. So that allows them, you know, to pay Nick Bosa. It allows them to pay George Kittle and Fred Warner and Trent Williams. And allows them to go out in free agency and get uh, Javon Hargrave. So it allows them to really build out the rest of that roster like they've done because the quarterback comes so cheaply. In the two minutes I have left, what's your reporting on Phillip Rivers? Would that have happened if if somehow the I Eagles had gotten had, had, had the Niners gotten past the Eagles last that year? That was the, Super the plan. Yeah, that was the plan that uh, Phillip Rivers, if if the 49ers had somehow gotten past the Eagles. After Brock Purdy, you know, sustained that, that torn elbow ligament, that the plan was to to get Philip Rivers up to speed rather quickly, and that he would have been the the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl hmm. over Josh Johnson. You know, Josh Johnson. Remember, they they signed him off the Broncos practice squad after the Garoppolo injury, 
And so, yeah, it would have been uh, it would have been pretty remarkable. Well, obviously, it would have been remarkable for the Forty to to defeat the Eagles without a quarterback. But uh, yep, it would have been uh, quite a quite a scene to to see them just wheel out uh, uh, Philip Rivers and and uh, his his debut with the Forty ers would have been uh, the most important game of his life. <sighs> But it's not like, you know, they had Phillip on speed dial for the first time at halftime when they knew that Purdy was significantly injured, right? I mean, so no. Phillip must have been on on the hook for a while, and I think that's what Kyle Shanahan said. Let's just say Purdy had not gotten hurt. Niners had gotten through, like Debo Samuel keeps saying they would have. And so would they have would would Phillip have been on the on the team, do you think? With Jimmy G convalescing, do you think? I, I don't know because at that point I think they were still holding out hope or expecting right. that it, with another two weeks Garoppolo would have been the number two. You know, no one was going to unseat Purdy, uh, but but we're talking. I think right. when the initial conversations with Philip Rivers happened, it was, hey, you know, basically, uh, what kind of shape are you in? Because if something else disastrous happens, we watch you. And it, it certainly sounds like Philip Rivers was was open to that and, and started doing a little bit of work just in case. And that that just in case would have happened if um, if the Forty Niners had again somehow kind of tough to uh, to win a football game in the NFC Championship game, no less when you have a quarterback who cannot throw a football. Yes. But let's just say that Josh Johnson had remained healthy and and the Forty Niners had somehow scrapped together that victory. Then uh, Philip Rivers would have been wearing Forty Nineers colors in the Super Bowl. Matt, thanks for the time. Look for more of my calls as the season progresses. I have a feeling the Niners are going to be a factor. That's just again my spotty they, sense. They are. They're yeah. uh, maybe it's just the local bias, but I always think that <laughs> yes. the Forty Nineers are the most fascinating team in football and and this year it seems to be that way again well they certainly have a passionate fan base that likes to share that you don't know what you're talking about so thanks for the call matt greatly appreciate it you take care thanks Red. yeah it's matt mayoko of nbc sports bay area could you imagine philip rivers going from coaching high school football in alabama retired for two years starts in the super bowl if somehow some way in any way shape or form the niners had gotten some comeback great what if what an if I mean, I don't even know if that you can beat. That's the, if is doing a heavy lift. I mean, that Eagles team was rolling, and the Niners were toast, and you all knew that it was an unfortunate development. Yeah, that's, that's true. Let's take a break. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. David Shaw joining us. Top of hour two. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. How are you, George? Um, I'm happy to be here, Rich. Are I'm you? Happy to talk to you again. Are you really, George? We saw your Instagram, George. We saw it. We saw it. You saw it. I don't mean to interrupt what's going on. You know, you're on vacation with your wife, right? There in Cabo. Is that what's going on right now? Did I see that? Hey, between you and me, and don't tell anybody else, yes. I am actually back in Nashville. That's that's from last week. I wasn't. <laughs> oh. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> And here I was, you know, say, say, go say hi to McVeigh and uh, go say hi to, you know, Stafford. But there you are. Okay. So this was last week. You were on the Okie yeah, Doke. No, I, I was saying I was Kyle Shanahan instead. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of my. That's your speed. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Good. Now I don't feel as bad. I don't feel. <laughs> I don't feel like. Rich, I'm gonna... I'll go to Cabo with you too, man. You look like you know how to have a good time. <laughs> well, here's my deal, George. George, here's my deal. Um, and this is—it's not just because I'm a 51-year-old man. This is the way I've been my entire life. Tequila is a night ender for me. Like literally, if it's two in the afternoon, which I would never really do these days, anyway, it's over. My my night's over. Finished. I can. I know I sound like a blast, but you know it's true. Tequila and I, I just don't mix with tequila. Never have. Rich, you should see the look that my dad just gave the phone after hearing you say that. That. Tequila's my day started when I <laughs> What are we doing? All right, you, you should just come to Tennessee, and we'll get that fixed for you. Okay. So what is your... It's, it's a mindset, and you just power through it. Okay. It's a mindset. I never really thought about that. So what's your, what is your libation of choice uh, when on vacation, George? What, you, what is it? Ooh. What's your go-to? Uh, well, besides, besides Bud Light, I'm a, I'm a big pina colada guy. And I uh, absolutely, uh, I love uh, tequila just in general. Okay. Uh, I'll drink that without anything. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. Our YouTube page is always there for you. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Um, So um, Bill Belichick is speaking. We are currently scouring for a Bill Belichick press conference moment of the day. I saw one already. Uh, Andrew Siciliano had posted it. It was like, Bill, uh, why did you feel it was good to uh, practice with the Packers? And he just goes, that's the way the schedule worked out. All right, very good. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you play preseason week, now you practice with each other leading up. That's what okay, you do. Yeah, which, which is so cool. So the Jets were in Carolina all week. You know, they were in Spartansburg, South Carolina all week. Um, and then left their indentation of Bryce Young, uh, where they uh, when they left. We'll talk about that coming up. Not to uh, potentially steal out of your overreaction Monday thunder, but I just want to just take a couple of minutes here just to get this out. If you're Sam Darnold and you come into the league with Todd Bowles as your head coach and you throw a pick six in your first throw against the Lions and still win on Monday Night Football anyway and you get through all that. You beat the Dallas Cowboys, as a matter of fact. Did that he? happened. Yes, he did. Really yes, he did. did. That was so long ago. Yes, he did. And you, you got that upwardly mobile situation, and then Adam Gase comes in, and you start seeing tacos. <laughs> seeing ghosts. And then that happens. 
And the Jets are like, okay, Robert Sala's coming in. We've got the second overall pick. We're going to send you to Carolina and draft Zach Wilson. And then you show up in Carolina and you perform so well with Christian McCaffrey that people actually start talking about you as an MVP candidate. I believe, was that an overreaction they're, Monday they're topic? Three, like after, oh. after they started 3-0? Uh, you were see. like, you Hold know, on, Sam me, Donald's me, an MVP candidate. And then everything falls to you-know-what in Carolina, and suddenly you're hurt. Baker Mayfield's there. Matt Rule gets fired. You know, I mean, holy cow. And then you show up, and the 49ers say, we want you? And you go to San Francisco, and Kyle Shanahan's your guy, and John Lynch is your general manager, and you know the owner's not doing a damn thing with either one of these two because they just keep on winning, making NFC Championship games in one Super Bowl. You must be like... This is the greatest thing ever. I understand I'm backing up Brock Purdy, but this is awesome. I got my shot here to get things back on on track. And when he strolled out for the third quarter yesterday in that preseason game as the second quarterback coming out, third on the depth chart technically because Trey Lance started, I saw a guy that was just like really confident like he had a certain air about him he really did certainly after Lance when Lance was under center you're like what can happen next just plays broke down fast and it's either the the line's fault or potentially Lance's and that's for the all 22 to figure out and if someone's going to figure it out it's Kyle Shannon I'm just telling you from my eye test and this is not in any way shape or form a criticism of Trey Lance I mean, we love, we love Trey him. Lance here. I'm just spitting truth. And 49er fans, it's unbelievable. They're like, you like, they are a very vocal bunch. Yeah. And they're very active with our, I, all of our I, social I, and media. And I appreciate that active. immensely. But hey, I'm just telling you what the eye test looks like. And the eye test looks like Lance is going to have a heck of a time being number two. Heck of a time being number two. And so, I'm just telling you the way it looks and if you are the 49ers and you're coming into the season and you want to have like as many reps for Trey Lance as possible and it looks like the offense certainly the way Aiden O'Connell did you watch any of that game with the Raiders I mean he looked he knew where the ball was going as soon as it was snapped he knew what the guy was going to do and he got it out and that's what Josh McDaniels wants that's what any coach wants obviously See it, throw it, done. And Lance was running for his life. (laughs) And Darnold started his first drive deep in his own end. And he threw one up vertically and got them out of trouble. Now the drive stalled on three straight runs. They stopped on downs a couple times. And that was one of them in the game for the 49ers. It just looked different. And I'm sure it feels different. And I'd love for Lance to get this shot. Maybe against the Broncos, he starts this game with the ones. If anybody's going to be playing, play him with Lance. And see what happens when the Denver Broncos come hunting. And make your decision then. But as Matt Mayoko just said, he's not putting anything on tape yet that's going to make people call up and say, we'll give you a three, we'll give you a two, we'll give you a four, we'll give you a five. And would the Niners say sold? I doubt it. Because they need quarterbacks all the way to the end, as we saw last year, and Philip Rivers damn near started the Super Bowl. David Shaw coming up. 